1: Thanks, Vicki. You may be seated. Good morning. Many of you have been there before at one point or another. Your small child wakes up in the middle of the night sweaty and screaming, a product of a bad dream. So you rush into his room to comfort him and help him get back to sleep. With hugs and kisses and words of assurance, I'm here, it's all right. It's a simple statement, perhaps it's one that you don't even think about, but it's one with profound intuition about hope and the nature of God, both for parents who claim it and for children who accept it. In these seemingly insignificant words that pass from our lips, can we hear ourselves even witnessing to the risen Christ? Can we hear ourselves recalling in that moment of heightened emotions what we already know in our hearts to be true, that all will be well? I'm here, it's all right, we might say. But doesn't that sound a lot like the words that Jesus, now risen from the dead, uses to greet his disciples for the first time? Peace be with you, he says. It was evening on Easter Sunday, and some of the disciples had seen Jesus' empty tomb that morning, but it had left them frightened and confused. Some had even heard Mary Magdalene's report that she had seen the Lord in the garden, but they were unconvinced. So they hold up together in a house and they lock the doors, and they might have even bolted the window panes shut out of fear of the authorities, or perhaps because they were grieving the loss of their teacher. And that's what we do. When we grieve, isn't it? We come together so we can be present for one another in our pain. I wonder if their memories of Jesus were already slipping away. I wonder if they had already begun to lose hope that Jesus was who he said he was. And then suddenly, Jesus was present with them. Showing them his hands and his side and breathing his spirit upon them. Were they waking up from a terrible nightmare? Peace be with you, Jesus repeats. In other words, it's me. I'm here. It will be all right. Don't you remember what I told you? During their last supper, Jesus had made them promises But promises are hard to remember, aren't they? He had said that he wouldn't leave them the way they were used to being left. He said that he would leave them well and whole. He said that his parting gift to them would be his peace, a peace that was all theirs now. But it's no small matter to recall the peace of Christ in this broken world of ours, to return to a place of wellness and wholeness. The disciples certainly seemed to struggle to return to this place. It took the words and the bodily presence of the risen Jesus somehow making his way into a locked room not to mention the breath of the Holy Spirit to revive the disciples, Thomas needed a little extra help. He actually needed to touch Jesus' wounds before he could even recognize him. Now, as a side note, I I will admit that I think Thomas gets a a bad rap for his so-called doubting. But what I see this week is Thomas saying that he, what, exactly what he needed to find his way back home. And Jesus, a week later, offers just that. His body, his wounds. I see Thomas asking for and Jesus generously providing what he needs to return to peace and to the promises of his faith. It seems like there are a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas in these stories of Jesus after, he, after um, post-resurrection. For example, Mary Magdalene should have been able to recognize Jesus in the garden, but she couldn't until she heard him call her name. The disciples should have been able to believe Mary when she said, I have seen the Lord, but they couldn't until they saw the risen Jesus with their own eyes and received the breath of the Spirit? Thomas should have been able to trust the disciples when they reported Jesus' first visit, but he couldn't. He couldn't seem to get to that place until he had more proof. And so sometimes I wonder if we spend so much time litigating the parameters of faith and doubt, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and all the places in between, that we miss the point entirely. So here is a grace. The risen Jesus meets his loved ones wherever they are, offers them whatever they need in the moment, to move out of grief and fear and return to peace. Peace be to those who have seen and believe, he says. Peace be to those who have not yet not seen and yet believe, he says. Peace be to those who linger in doubt, Thomas, he says, what is it that you need? So if you are coming today with anxiety or you've been hiding out from life or from God, what is it that you need? If you're coming today not energized with Easter hope, rather with a tank running on empty, what is it that you need? What do you need to return to the wholeness and peace of Christ? And sometimes we don't even know. But can you try to speak it, just like Thomas did? Writer Anne Lamont has a beautiful observation about faith and doubt, something she remembered from a priest she once knew. And she writes, I have a lot of faith, but I'm also afraid a lot, and I have no real certainty about anything. And I remembered something my priest told me, that the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty, and certainty is missing the point entirely. Faith notices the mess, the emptiness, the discomfort, and lets it be there a while until some peace and light return. Our gospel text this morning helps us glimpse the peace of Christ returning into the hearts of the disciples. So when we pass the peace in a little bit, notice that the phrase peace be with you is not just a greeting. It is a profound offering, a recalling of all the promises that Jesus made to his disciples and to us whether with a hug or a fist bump or a wave, the words peace be with you contain a lot. Peace be with you. Jesus still lives. Peace be with you. You are not alone. Peace be with you. Remember, you are well and whole and loved just as you are. Peace be with you. Say what you need. Peace be with you, I'm here, and it will be all right. Friends, look around you, this is your community. Like the first disciples and all who have gone before us, these people are your witnesses to the promises of God revealed in Jesus. We can no longer see Jesus in the flesh, that much is true, but we can meet one another wherever we are on this journey of faith, and help one another return to the peace and wholeness that is ours in Christ. So peace be with you all, and praise be to the risen Jesus. Alleluia.